To all of our non-binary friends, to everyone on the spectrum and in between, welcome to another episode of The Shutter Show. My name is Ken Stacknick, and with me, as always, is... David Marlowe. David, how are you doing today? Ken, man, I'm like, meant like, I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited to, to get this episode going. But man, my brain is melted. It's been such a weird fucking week. Like to start the week off, like literally to start the, the the almost the entire week off. Um, ever since we moved into this this apartment out here in Indy, the the whole apartment complex it used to be Section Eight housing, and so they've been renovated. It's got new ownership, and it's going under a full renovation. And these construction crews uh, are almost all subcontractors, and they all suck. And I had an interaction with one member of the asphalt con- uh, subcontractors uh, where and they've been taking forever. They haven't met a single deadline. They haven't um, – It's they're just – they're draining the clock for the extra hours pretty much is what's happening. And you see that mm-hmm. with a lot of construction work, but it's it's particularly frustrating in a residential area. Um, but so I was getting ready to leave. I was already in a hurry. And the guy, they were getting ready to unload the excavator and they were pulling in and were going to block me in completely. So I went to go around him. And I the guy ends up getting pissed off at me. And it all ends pretty much in one of the subcontractors getting out of his truck and threatening to pull me out of my truck and beat the shit out of me. Oh, good. Oh yeah, to 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 which point it becomes a full day situation where like like immediately after I go like and I have to go report this guy to management and then pretty much I walk up to management and this, I feel so bad for this girl cuz the first thing that happens to start her day off is me walking up to her and be like these fuckers have to go. <laughs> and it's and she's like what's going on and I explain the whole situation to her. And it all like it's kind of funny because the, like were it not for this guy, mm-hmm. it would have taken them at least another two weeks to finish the work they were doing that they then proceeded to finish in two days because management said you need to be gone by the end of the week because I'm sorry we're fed up with your shit. Like and now the pavement's done like it's, it's this asphalt company called Young and Sons. I don't give a fuck about calling them out. They're pieces of shit. They're terrible at their job. Fuck this company. Um, and he's like, and, and if they want to stir up some shit, maybe don't hire people that threaten tenants with physical violence. I don't know. You know, maybe uh, it's not me to tell you how to do your job, but Seems then later bad. on in the, later on in the week, my wife and I are actually getting ready to buy a house. We are. Oh shit. Congrats. We are, we are, thank you. We are starting this process out with, um, the very generous help of, um, on my parent and uh, with my wife's parents and they're going to help us with a down payment, but we are now in the process of getting pre-approved. 
And so we have been, we put in the application and everything. And so, you know, when you pull, you do a hard credit pull, turns out you get a bit of a ding to your credit. Wife gets nine point ding. Um, and then my credit, which I've taken four years to repair from under 500 points, which is now at 745, all of a sudden I dip 79 points. Doesn't make sense. So we look at it and they're like, oh, you used up 50% of your credit. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes no sense because I literally just paid my cards off. And they're like, ah, but what about this account that has a credit limit of $50,000? that $31,000 has been used. And I, this, this account is new to me. I have no idea what the fuck it is. I don't know where it came from. Um, it must like, all we can think is like, this must be some kind of crazy mistake where somebody's information got merged with my credit account. Sure. I disputed, disputed everything. Next day I go to work um, at my job. I'm not going to name my employer just just for the sake of last thing I want to do is stir up shit with him. But I tell one of my coworkers, uh, one of the carpenters, kind of the story about the the seventy nine point dip, and he immediately goes, "Oh, I know what that is." And I'm like, "How could you possibly know what that is?" And he goes, "Yeah, that's that's our company." What do you mean that's our company? He's like, "That's." That's your company card. Wait, uh, wait, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, because one of our carpenters who quit recently because things went a little crazy at work um, for reasons I will not specify. Um, he left the job and he went to go trade in his truck for a new one for a job that he's a new job that he's taking. And when they pulled his credit, his point, his credit dropped 130 points because he had then sure enough, he looks and on his history is that same $50,000 credit limit, except instead of the 31,000 that I have, his was 49,000. So not only has the company been putting our company cards in our names and attached to our credit, but also they're not paying off the balance of those cards. So all the carpenters have been taking massive hits to their credit. Good times. It's been a weird weekend. All literally as we're about to try and get a pre-approval for a home, and we're going to go look at homes this Sunday. Well, there we go. Well, this has been the uh, Carpenter Credit Corner of uh, the Shutter Show. Yes. uh, (laughs) I know. It's a a long-winded way of being like, my week has been just absolute chaos. And yeah. everything is burning. And this I'm will be so a non-reoccurring segment. With you, but Ken, like, yeah, we're not talking about credit ratings here. The whole no, time. or carpentry. Ken, Ken, no, what are what are we fucking talking about, buddy? Well, this is, well, speaking of carpentry, we are building it's the month something. of the witch. Yes, indeed, and nothing but bangers for us. And we are talking about Psycho Gorman, not Psycho Gorman, Psycho, Psycho Gorman, Gorman PG, if you will. Indeed, and we have tried so hard. I have tried. I no, have no. tried okay. so hard. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to take any of this credit, Ken. You deserve all the credit. You have tried so hard to get this film on this yeah. podcast. Whether it was you or the Instagram folks, they were like, no, nah, let's do the other movie. And I was like, all right. This movie's really fun, though. And uh, David, tell the audience at home just how fucking fun this movie is. It is so much fun. 
Ken, I did not expect to have as much fun watching this as I did. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Like, I went into this expecting Turbo Kid. Yeah. Where, and I think it's a good film to compare it to. Like, Turbo Kid, uh, like, like Psycho Goreman is what Turbo Kid wishes it was. Yes. And was trying to do. Like, but without <laughs> the Pixie Dream Girl. There's so many movies that desperately want to do what Psycho Goreman does. And this movie, it, uh, this movie um, to quote a, a really uh, entertaining um, YouTube channel that I um, uh, I watch called Scaredy Cats, um, this feels like a movie that was specifically designed for me. Like, I could watch this movie every day, and it is full of the best, wettest puppets. And it's... Were you a fan of Power Rangers and are now an adult? Um, Psycho I... Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Do you like do you like fantasy? Do you like like weird sci-fi? Do you like epic weirdness, but also like really fun, quirky comedy based on character stuff? Do you like like the dedication to the bit in this movie is incredible. So many other movies would feel bad or silly about making this movie, and this movie just says nope. This is what I am. Behold in all of my glory. It is um, the gay pride parade of 80s fl- of like 80s like retro flicks. Like if I can if like if I could try to like put a description on it, it's just so like out and proud. I mean, he is in the hunky boys. Oh yes. It, yes. It, it, oh my god, yes. It's just in, in one of the hunky boys. Well, it just like so so. Like, and, and that's the, that in so many other movies, that line would be cut because there isn't really a big crazy payoff for it. But no, that's no, that's perfect. perfect. Him, um, the zombie cop, um, uh, the uh, the, like, the character the entire... is literally just a bucket of body parts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the, the brain, uh, tentacle brain, uh, love interest, Alistair, it, it just yeah, yeah, Alistair, yeah, just just. <laughs> This movie, ladies and gentlemen. All right, David, um, which one of us wants to do the uh, the summary on this one? Ken, I'm going to make you... Uh, I, I, you, you know, okay, fuck it. I'm going to give it a try, and then I'm going to need you to correct me. Okay. So, Psycho Gorman is about a brother and sister um, who are a bit of... Uh, who are two kind of loners with very supportive parents who, while playing in the backyard... Mm-hmm. Did decide to dig a big hole and find an ancient creature that is capable of destroying entire galaxies um, and is part of a massive galaxy epic quest um, and has been locked in this tomb and the little girl is able to free the monster and now with this gem that was attached to the tomb controls the monster and can get the monster to do whatever she wants it to. Even Literally though monster, anything. Anything. Literally anything. Even though that monster is is wants nothing more than to rip her spine out of her body and she could not care less does that does that summarize it quite well yeah and let me say like yeah when when we say she the amulet allows her to get him to do anything it involves like everything from help this boy fall in love with me to like we're going to play sports together to uh we're going to start a band together and you're going to learn to play the drums which also leads to one of my favorite lines of you know, I just don't get sports. Nope. 
Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, that's a great thing. Um, I think one of the things about this movie, or first off, let's start off by just singing the praises of um, Stephen Kostansky, who is the director of this movie, who, um, by his filmography, you would not expect what I will I will full on say is a perfect movie to come out of his oeuvre. Um, Stephen has directed such things as um, Manborg and Laser Ghosts 2, Return to Laser Cove. The Father's ABC's Day. Day. Yeah, Father's Day, Biocop, uh, Leprechaun Returns. Um, and let's see, and he's got uh, the TV series for Day of the Dead coming up, which should be interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, they're doing a TV series of it. Looks yeah, like he's a, done a bunch of episodes. like he's he's done like because the thing is like this director he got his start and he primarily most of his work is in uh, special makeup effects. Um, like he's like his big thing is um, prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, worked on effects. Uh, worked on Suicide Squad. Worked on Crimson Peak. Yeah, he, he, has, he has an Oscar nom. Technically, yes. For um, yeah, technically. no, I, no I, Oscar, Oscar win, I believe. Oh, I that's believe right. Suicide Squad yeah, su- is an Oscar yeah. winner. Yeah. Oh god damn it! Mm-hmm. But not not the Suicide Squad, the one that is actually good. We're talking yes, about yes, no, Suicide Squad. Yes, which has the same number of Oscars as uh, which has one more Oscar than Orson Welles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just one of those. Oh. God damn it. Uh, but you know, and that's why the Oscars is uh well, let's face it, no longer popular. This um, is true. Yep. But no, like this, like I I just yeah, can you like you knock the nail on the head? Like, I cannot sing enough of this this film's praises. It does such a good job of committing to the bit. And also, like, strangely enough, the the monster psycho gore man is not the heavy hitter in this film. The heavy hitter has to be um the main actress played by oh god what is her name she plays Mimi yeah she's um, she is incredible she's so goddamn good she she like perfectly walks that line of like crazy person but also fun and believable like let's let, let's 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 be clear um the they're not just digging a hole in the beginning uh Nita Jose Hanna apparently uh, is uh, I don't know is she Nita Jose uh J O S E E and with the first E has one of those T lays on it. So, however you pronounce your, that, your guess yeah. is as good as mine. Regardless, yeah. <laughs> she was fantastic, and I hope just incredible. She's she's got a very bright future ahead of her if she continues to work in this industry. It is, I, I like. I think um, I I've been watching a couple of interviews um, with the director, and he says when casting and and writing for these child characters. He wanted to avoid what he likes to call the Harry Potter syndrome, mm-hmm. where it's just a bunch of kids walking into a room of wondrous creatures going, wow. He literally, he wanted to write children kind of as they are. And that is weird smart asses who are, have this weird invulnerability Napoleon complex. Oh yeah. Where She's making her brother dig his own grave. That is how... That is how they discover Psycho Gorman. But yeah. her brother loses it. What is essentially Calvin Ball. If you are familiar with Calvin and Hobbes, it is a absolute nonsense game with a bunch of insane rules. Um, and yeah, and and while playing it, the, the brother loses. And his punishment is he has to dig his own grave. And she is going to bury him in it. 
but you know, they find Psycho Gorman instead, which um, another. And they thought of, it was uh, Grandma's grave at first. Oh yeah, but, but and the little girl is insistent that it can't be Grandma because Grandma's in hell. <laughs> which like, again, oh God, it's, perfect. But there, there's just so many perfect moments with these child characters but also i think they're they're well supported by their parents yeah and adam act, brooks and those... yeah adam brooks and alexis cara Hansi. yes and i oh my god adam brooks who plays the the father greg is so goddamn funny and has one of the funniest scenes in this whole movie which is where he's taking his shit and and <laughs> and just fantasizing about how he's telling his wife off about calling him lazy and how he has an English degree. And out of nowhere, because the kids need help and Psycho's been hurt. And all of a sudden, Psycho's face pops out of nowhere like, oh, come find me. He's like, I don't know where you are. This floating head comes back. I'm on the corner of 46th and 5th in the ravine. I need more specifics. Okay, go five lights over. I just... That is, it is just a movie that commits to the bit and it's so goddamn funny. Oh my God. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. And the, uh, and Psycho Gorman himself is played by uh, Matt Nineber is uh, playing the character itself. And then uh, Steven Vlahos is the voice. And they are, they are again, like there's an amazing physicality to the, uh, the Psycho Gorman performance that I really love. And then uh, the voice gets that perfect kind of campy but exactly what you would expect from some sort of international uh hell demon that is you know causing um you know that, that is that is insistent on crushing the galaxy and it's yeah but it, it's great in this tiny little suburban story kind of on the outskirts is this weird sci-fi epic landscape that is just sort of kind of on the sidelines <laughs> And you have just the Council of Aliens constantly, like, who are really just the silliest of characters. And they're they're all, the creature designs are both incredible and so random. Like, you just have robot alien brain in a jar that it wants to be the first to kill itself. It's, God damn it. I, I like, and I'm I'm trying to, like, it's... I think too, like like when he's when this director was going about this too, I think because he had just come off of um co-directing the void. And I think he was more intent on making um a serious horror thriller film, but then kind of halfway through, like and like he says, like like there's nothing wrong with the film and it's a great film. I've seen it myself and it's actually um it's a good watch. But he says, like, in making it, he kind of got bored, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And yeah. he's and, and like literally like while halfway through it, like he started writing Psycho Goreman, like while watching a movie that was kind of had a very similar plot. And he's like, you've seen this plot like a thousand times, this ancient evil that is uncovered and needs a hero to destroy it. He's like, okay, but what if the hero was a small girl and her wimpy brother and this girl was kind of a crazy badass? But not like Stranger Things-esque badass, like just a weirdo. 
Yeah, just a delightful weirdo. Is a, is a mm-hmm. great, like, the whole family is a bunch of delightful weirdos. The dad actually has one of my favorite off-the-cuff lines towards the end where he goes, oh, this TV just keeps bleeding. And it's such, <laughs> it's such a perfect, like, so many directors would put, would gild that lily. They would, they would put some, they would put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. And this is, this exact, like, there's so many lines in this that are, perfectly thrown away that are perfectly just allowed to be absurd like everything that happens with the zombie cop i i literally cannot stop laughing every time he just fires his gun at some random moment i just lost my mind it was just the well, funniest just so, there's so many comedic gems in this film all the way down to like the first people that psycho Goreman kills which are just these junkies and one man, he just has in this proverbial state of torture and pain with his eyes spinning in the back of his head. He's like, he like, this will be his like existence for all of like eternity. And then the kid accidentally like bumps into him and he falls over and his brain explodes. And he's like, thank you. Mm-hmm. And Corman's like, no, my masterpiece. It's oh. down like all the way down to like, like Psycho Gorman pretty much like invading the boy's dreams. And once he tells the boy what he needs to know, he just stands there and the boy's like, so you had now it's like, nah, I pretty much got to stick around for the rest of your dream. So which I, I'd like to say that that scene very clearly a shout out to Phantasm, the movie that we directed last week. That is like the same exact thing. And as pointed out by in the uh, YouTube, uh, the Scaredy Cats YouTube video that I watched, um, the, the way that Psycho Gorman says, boy, is exactly yeah. the way that Angus Scrim says it in that and there's a lot of the tall man no matter how much time he spends with the brother like the girl and the brother he'll never remember the brother's name oh so good like another just incredible gag yeah i i could like again like like this whole episode could be me just being like hey remember that one part but it's it's yeah we we can't just enough see this movie it is criminally underseen of all of the movies that we have reviewed on here the two movies i do not hear people talk about but when i do hear them talk about it they sound like us it's psycho gorman and one cut of the dead those are the two movies that i cannot stress enough that because of this pod like those are the diamonds in the rough that we have found there's a lot of other stuff that we found that have been that you know like waking fright was incredible but that won a major award at can that movie is doing fine Yes, where I feel like both of these are movies that nobody has seen. Well, I mean, and then let's face it, the, re- the release date the release date for this was May of 2020. Ooh, okay, yeah. So there there is a reason why this is criminally underseen. And then, it's, now, it's, that it's said, the same reason it's the same reason why the stylist is criminally underseen. Now, that said, I would say that this I wish I had known about this movie in May of 2020 because this would have been the exact kind of antidote I needed to help me get through the pandemic. Like this would have been like the I'm oh, and you you uh, needed it, Ken. You needed yeah, it so I, hard. I guess I guess I'll just put on Psycho Gorman again because it's just like this movie is a happy place. Like like or it actually, is, it, it is it, a bloody it is a bloody piece of joy in a cup. Yeah, it is. You are either on board for this movie or not, and. Again, stick in the mud. Yeah, like, like again, to quote Matt from Scaredy Cats, like, if you don't want to, if you look at the brain, the, the, the brain in a jar alien in this movie, and you don't want to see it, fuck you, I don't need you in my life. 
Yeah. And that is who, who hurt you? Yeah. Like, wait, yeah, yeah. Don't you don't you like joy and happiness? <laughs> like what? What? Like, and, and like I like and speaking of like, I understand what Stephen Kostansky was saying as someone who's made independent straight to video horror movies. And I have made the campier ones and I have made the more serious ones. I got to say, the serious ones, when they work, are effective. But when they don't work, they become an absolute slog. Where if they're a little bit more campy and a little bit more fun, if they don't work, they at least tend to be a little bit more fun and a little more watchable. Well, and well, then this is well, the Citizen Kane. gave me where it's like camp can't be made it's found yes that's a that's a roger ebert quote to be fair but yes mm-hmm. well the, yeah the, yeah the quote that you you yes. sent me during the last I, episode i think it was yeah. um but yeah no like this because god what was it like it was originally scheduled to premiere at like south by southwest film festival like the premier oh, place to yeah put your film but then of course the covid19 pandemic happened and they screened it later that year as part of like beyond fest yeah, and like, on yeah, because I think South by got canceled, but Fantastic Fest and Beyond Fest I think went online only. And this uh, this is where the Shutter Show I think kind of like, I think this is this is where our bread and butter in the fact that like I don't think this film would be nearly as well known without Shutter. Oh, not yeah, no way. This would be this would be a movie taking that it just... on as a Shutter exclusive. Yeah, because like it just on top of it, like I understand the reticence of people who don't want to see a movie called Psycho Goreman because it just sounds like it's going to be like a weird slasher movie that's really bloody and over the top, but not in a fun way, like just in a mm-hmm, yep, good. I'm sick sure. to my stomach. Yeah, I like a good wet movie as much as everybody else. But like there's other times where it's just like, all right, y'all need to calm down. Um, and this is. I, I cannot, I cannot recommend this movie enough. Like, go home tonight. It is ninety minutes. You will have a smile on your face the whole time. Period. End of story. Yeah, it's. But also, like, we want to know what's really fascinating about this film to me that I really like, and kind of wasn't really until the end. Hmm. There's like, the gore is the gore and the violence is honestly the most adult part of it. Oh, Everything else is is PG, mm-hmm. like yeah, literally, no, and, I, and I think that's kind of the inside joke of it is that there's no curse words. Well, yeah, no... they even say they, the song they sing is like I'm like they say frick the whole time. I'm the frickin' best. Yep. Oh hell yeah! Like I I, I got to get that song for my uh for 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 which my, by the way they my... they they do have um the score uh the soundtrack for this is on vinyl. Yes, and they they do have their own merchandise. I think they. The 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 director created like he got the merchandising rights for Psycho Goreman and he plans to make more films in this world. Good, uh, good, 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 um, good, good. But he like also he's like like this is one of those he I, I think some of his big influences a I think when people think of this film I think one of the things that comes to mind is kind of what I was saying earlier Power Rangers it's yeah, like totally. Power Rangers but with more blood totally um, but like but silly also, blood. Like it's silly, wet, funny blood. Like it's never, but, but know, like like, mas- it's like like masters of the universe, like kind of situation where it like okay, yeah, no, it is. It's, it's yeah, it's no, very no, I see what you're saying. Universe. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. 
it's like all like weird, crazy, like space swords and like Franklin Jello like, having the time of his life. Yeah. Like, like, like hilarious synth music, but like, kind of like what I was saying about like, like him taking on like the merchandising rights, like, like he kind of like back in the day during like, like things like masters of the universe, like, like you, you had a lot of those toys just like punchy in the face as you walked into like the nearest toy store. Like it was, are you, are you too young for masters of the universe? How dare you, sir? Well, I don't, I don't know. Like, cause like, so like. He Man, I mean, was was my was like my OG jam, dude. He Man was my jam. Yeah, no, like He Man, Thundercats. Yeah, He Man, Thundercats, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would be like the progression of action figure obsession that I went through as a kid. Like, were I never you, really were you did... too old for Power Rangers. Um, I was cho- like Power Rangers was finding its around like just as I kind of got out of it so like my sister watched it and i had some younger friends because like i was always the youngest kid in my class so like some of my younger friends who were like a year younger than me they all watched it and i thought it was a little silly but still fun but it wasn't like like i never i never i you know i i couldn't tell you which of the power rangers i was you know what i mean like i didn't i didn't play power rangers if that makes sense i watched the show sometimes but it wasn't like my thing when they remade the movie i was like neat and that was the extent of my you know uh excitement over it uh but i've heard it's decent yeah no it's uh, like it was a fun thing to grow up with i i think um god i like i had something on the on the tip of my tongue in regards to sort of like what else this reminded me of but it's but no like, like i i think bringing this back to like like i've seen movies try their best to be kind of 80s synth icons like in the modern day and you see that with movies like turbo kid which it's a it's an okay film but it tries too hard like it tries way too hard i think one film that actually does the whole like 80s grunge synth vibe really really well is hobo with a shotgun yeah um which as soon as that's on shutter we are fucking doing it like I, oh my God, I cannot like I cannot wait for Shutter to wisen up and bring on Hobo with a shotgun because that is just my fucking jam. Yeah, I I would actually say the the movie that um that I reminded of the most with this is Monster Squad. Like, there's so much of this like the the kind of like vibe and funness and you're kind of either on board for this thing or not kind of a vibe. Um, they kind of treat the monsters in a similar way like just in the like they are humanized well they're humanized and they lean into the fact that they look a little silly and fake you know what i mean like all of the monsters in this are not are are clearly people in suits like there's no hiding it i mean it's very mighty morphin power rangers level like slightly better level of quality than that but not by not much better not like yeah but like, like I, I, and, uh, sorry, go on. Because what was the what was the budget on this? The budget must have been because the box office. They, I mean, oh man, the box office. Oh, it's gonna be like eight dollars. Yeah, the box office only netted like ninety five thousand. Yeah, of course. Which is a goddamn shame. And again, well, like yeah, a lot of it has to. It, it, like, it all has to do with COVID. It yeah. all has to do with COVID. 
And well, like, I, I, see, like if you watch interviews with him when this film was coming out, you can just see how defeated Stephen uh, Kostansky looks. Oh, like you made your masterpiece. About where you can find it. Like you made your masterpiece, and then like, like what if you made a masterpiece and nobody came? Like that's kind of what happened with this. Like, and actually, one of the things that I would be curious about um, asking Stephen about was like how much of some of the puppets were suits and stuff that had been recycled or Frankenstein together from previous projects to help just solve the budgetary problems of, you know, cause like I can Were see, you... a, I can see a producer looking at like the council of space aliens and just being like, can't they just be some people in some like silver outfits? That would be like a thousand times cheaper than all of this nonsense. And him being like, Nope, the nonsense is the point. Yes, it is the it is exactly the fucking point. And the movie would not be nearly as fun if that is the route that they took. Indeed. But like, but no, it is. I mean, the, did you get the chance to watch the I think if you look on YouTube, if you look under like behind the scenes, they do like a little behind the scenes thing of like the prosthetic shop and like the creature shop and making all the, the different mm-hmm. monsters and such. Just the idea of like making the character that is literally a vat of just body parts that sprays oh, blood just- at people. Yeah, good times. Just good it's times. It's not even it, it, the blood doesn't even do anything to you. It's just blood, but it just sprays yeah. it at you. It's just funny and gross. to humiliate you. Yep. Like, and also something about Psycho Gorman dressing up as Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. <laughs> and again, like that's so. Like that is another great. Like, not only is it a funny gag, but also all of those scenes suddenly. Hey, I don't have to be in the full prosthetics. I can just be like head and hands, and then like a foam suit underneath and that saves me a couple of hours of makeup and uh that that is the kind of stuff that um like this is where um steven's background in makeup effects i think really shines through of knowing how long it's going to take to get those guys on set and how do you make a schedule work when like one of your actors requires i'm gonna guess six hours of makeup at least mm-hmm. and then you know, i you, mean yeah, you're, you're like, I, I find it odd that like Stephen Kostansky doesn't think he's a good writer. He 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 he. I like I have never seen a director like sh- like like put himself down nearly as much. Not since like Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is one of those guys who is like his own worst enemy. Where he's just like he makes great work. Like he makes a lot of really good work. But he just he he constantly thinks he's making shit. Now, Vince Gilligan is somebody who the only negative things about Vince Gilligan are ever said by Vince Gilligan. And everybody else just raves about him as he's the nicest, one of the most talented guys working today. But 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 man, listen to an interview with Vince and he just rags on himself all the time. And you're like, Vince, you're so good. Like, like, man, there's there's humble and there's a. Yeah, there's there's humble and then there's Vince Gilligan. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, David, um, do you have anything else to uh, bring up about this just fucking great movie? Oh, like, I mean, aside from, like, I think if if you haven't seen, if if you have a Shutter membership and you haven't seen this film, it should be at the top of your list. Uh, like, this, like, is, also, this is the movie you, you just, watch if, during if a free trial. Feeling, yeah, yeah. Like, if if you watch the like, if you're gonna watch this movie, watch it when you're in a really bad mood because it will immediately put you in a really good mood. It's just. It, it, to me, it's kind of the it, it's the this weird, gory opposite equivalent of like the movie Chef, where you watch okay. a movie that is like, like like Chef is one of those movies that you watch that's just so wholesome 
and so feel good that you kind of walk away just feeling great about yourself. It's mm-hmm. like Gorman's one of those movies that's just so silly and, and fun loving that you just walk away like, oh, like I had a like man, I had a great fucking time. Like it's hard to be in a bad mood after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like totally. so if you're if you're looking to put yourself in a good mood and have like more than a couple laughs, Psycho like, Gorman. Psycho Gorman. PG. Ken, what about you? Like any any other things to say about this film? Um, no, I mean, this, I, uh, this movie was a delight when I saw it the first time. It was a delight when I revisited it. It is, I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, there, there are things kind of like it, but it also is kind of its own thing. And yeah, um, I just, I have nothing other to say than I could gush for the, about this movie for the next hour of just, and then just tell yes. you guys all the parts that I liked, but you know, you should just go watch the movie instead. Yeah. Stephen Kostansky, if you're, if you're ever watching or listening to this, just, just, just take our, our, please take our highest compliments and like, dude, knocked it out of the park, man. Just, like yeah, magnum, just a perfect magnum movie. Opus. Good job, buddy. Um, Ken, we, we've got some stuff coming up. Like this has been a, for one thing, like I think we're, we're in the middle or kind of at the tail end of October. Mm-hmm. Coming up on Halloween, and I, you know, we've we've had a couple of really solid episodes where we had Andy on as guest, but we've got two more episodes for the the month of Halloween, and man, can I, we we've got some fun ones coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next so, two episodes will be up uh, pretty soon, and uh, yeah, look forward to uh, those. Uh, well, some of our bigger, fancier guests. Ken, who who is who's one of our guests that you are particularly excited about? Oh, uh, that, hey, 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 hey! That would be the director of the stylist. Uh, that yeah, Jill, 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 Jill G. Jill G. <laughs> I, 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 like I've just gone by like some people call her director name. Like she goes, her director name sometimes is just Jill Six. Yep. Um, I've always just found that to be the easiest one, and I feel bad every time. I I absolutely like. All right, we're gonna try this. Jill Gervais, Jill Jill Gervais, or at least close. I'm I'm trying, Jill. We're trying. Oh god, it's it's gonna be so much fun. It was it was a shot in the dark, but the thing is, like, 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 and obviously for sure, like, we're gonna have some questions for her about the stylist, and we will gush over that film with her for sure. But she is not there specifically for that. She is there to discuss one of the uh, influences for her film, The Stylist, and that is the film May. By Lucky McGee. That's right. Le- by Lucky McGee, which, Ken, you have not seen. I have and, not. Oh, I'm, I, it, it is a magical time anytime. Like, I have seen just a fantastic movie that Ken has not. It does happen. I cannot wait until he actually watches this and I get to see his genuine reaction when he comes onto that episode. I'm it's looking like, forward to my evening oh. being ruined. It's going to be fantastic. And then, uh, but before that too, we'll be discussing uh, the film Perfect Blue with my buddy Ryan, who is an absolutely spectacular um, voiceover artist for multiple anime, including um, My Hero Academia and Chainsaw Man. It like, can't, don't knock it till you try it. it it's, a right, fun, yeah. it's a, it's a sure. fun little romp. Um, and the guy's just just got talent coming out of every pore of his body. Um, but yeah, outside of that, Ken, where can the lovely people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ken Stacknick. You can find us on Twitter at Shutter Show. David, where the where can the people uh, find you? 
you know, you can find uh, me on Instagram where I uh, I run our our Instagram page for the Shutter Show, and that is Shutter underscore Show. Uh, you can also find me uh, at underscore DW Marlowe where to get up to my regular musings, woodworking uh, projects, and uh, the fun little little stuff that uh, we have with our dog and my lovely wife Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, if you want, yeah, if you want to email us, shuttershow at gmail dot com. And uh, I'm gonna check that Gmail account. I feel like I haven't checked that account in a while. Am I the only one that checks that one? I do check it occasionally, but I feel like I'm also probably guilty. So if if you emailed us a while ago, we I, I swear we will get to it this week. Yes. So all right. Look, so sorry. Yeah. Well, to everybody out there, um, we will see you next week for uh, for for some more Shutter Show, and uh, most importantly of all, ladies and gentlemen. Go fuck yourselves. What a disaster. I love you guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>